are healing, you're often looking for the magic wand. And that's what I want to talk to you about on today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Hot Diaries. It's Lisa here, Lisa Parks. How are you doing? You all right? Welcome, welcome in if you're new, if you've just found us. It's the new year. I'm sure people go scouting for new inspiration and resources and off of the back of Christmas, which is often filled with family drama and can be the catalyst for divorces and I don't know, all sorts of all sorts of drama and people wanting to turn a page and start anew. So if you have just found us, welcome in. And if you're returning, thanks for being here. I am so grateful to have you here and I'm glad you're here and it's lovely to be able to share this space with you. So yes, we're all looking for a magic wand and I think I found it. <laughs> you know I haven't, you know I don't work like that. Um, I, I think when we come to healing, we are in so much pain that we just want to make it go away. I can remember the first time I split up with a boyfriend in my 20s and I remember sitting in our snug watching trying to watch TV with my mum but my brain had gone into overdrive and I was trying to work it all out and I said to my mum I wish it was like a video and you could press fast forward and get to the next bit what was the next bit the next bit you know I couldn't it's interesting that I chose to fast forward it I didn't want to erase it from my life and I don't think we do ever want to erase stuff from our life because our experience of life is what shapes us I definitely think I wanted to be in a place of peace and calm I wanted to get off the merry-go-round of my mind which was going nuts and if you've ever broken up with someone who's cheated on you you are left with this sense of playing detective and when he said this and when this happened and did it happen then and was he telling the truth and and sometimes you come to the conclusion of was any of it true was he who he said he was you go to that space and all the time you're up in your head trying to unravel the story you're not in your body feeling the feelings it's almost like a form of escapism i'd like to say to that version of myself if you would just taken a deep breath and watched that film on the telly that would have been a healthier more calming and comforting way for you to soothe your soul than to be fighting with reality in your head or doubting the reality in your head it's exhausting as well when you live in that space so there is no magic wand when you're dealing with heartbreak and healing from childhood trauma there's a lot of heartbreak there's so many or well, there's layers and layers of losses and moments from your childhood that need to be 
grieved, that need to be acknowledged, that need to be heard, that need to be validated. And the only way out is through, is to work through the feelings. In order to work through the feelings, we need to be in a safe space. We need to learn how to regulate our nervous system and that can only be done relationally which is why I often say to people our trauma is relational when it comes from childhood when we grow up in dysfunctional families and we go on to repeat those relationships um, in intimate partnerships in friendships with co-workers with bosses and there's learning in that which is why when you go to therapy you shop in a therapist's office with the catalyst that brought you there oh I've got this boss at work who's a bully or I don't know whether to break up with my friend because she did x y and z or I've just been cheated on by another turd burger you know and but really it's the inner child coming forth and saying this is really familiar to me this happened in the past and I'm ready to look at it now although we don't always realize that when we arrive at healing and there's something about having to be in a state of crises, having to be drowning in a sea of our own emotion because we haven't yet learned how to regulate our feelings. We haven't yet learned how to work with our nervous system. We haven't had safe relationships as a container for that to happen in. There's a whole process, there's a whole world, there's a whole language that we have to learn. I often, just as a side note, send out offers on my courses and on my uh, digital products to people and people very rarely buy them even when I offer like 50% off because they don't know that they need them because they're not tuned in because they're not aware of what's going on with them and they need the crisis they need to be in huge amounts of pain that will bring them to their knees so that they can heal and then they show up and they want a magic wand. I would see it in my work with children. I would see parents come to me so distressed by something that was happening to their child. Their child who was probably holding a mirror up to a part of them that needed healing. And the minute they got on the phone and spoke to me and I, and I listened and I validated and I reassured them and I showed them empathy, many of them wouldn't follow up with the coaching afterwards for the children because it was about what they needed. And children can't regulate their feelings if they've got a parent who's emotionally dysregulated or emotionally frozen, cut off from their feelings. They need a parent who's fully present and is able to be with their feelings so that they can be with their child's. And of course, I say all this without judgment, absolutely no judgment at all, because I turned up at healing, uh, a big snotty blubbering mess, my therapist described me as a baby, a skinless baby, flailing around, probably looking for its mum, totally out of tune with my body, totally in tune with all the drama that was going on around me and feeling like I wanted that magic wand. And I know how it feels to be in that place of pain and desperation, just seeking something to take the edge of it. For me, it was cigarettes and alcohol, and a lot of food, a lot of comfort eating, hot cross buns, Jaffa cakes, hot buttered toast with jam, jacket potatoes stuffed with tuna, mayo and cheese, 
and salted butter. Food that would fill me up inside, that would fill up the hole inside and take the edge off the pain. So I understand how it feels and I understand how people get into that space of wanting a quick fix. But life isn't like that and healing is definitely not like that. Now, there is a magic wand that you can use to get yourself to that space. <laughs> the magic wand I'm talking about is your pen that connects you to the pages of your journal, which also connects you in to the parts of you that need love and healing and time and attention. Sorry for the heavy breathing. I've just walked up a massive hill and thought, oh, I can, I can feel those mince pies from Christmas time holding me back. <laughs> oh, the food over Christmas was sublime, wasn't it? I'm trying a new approach to food, which is to eat what I want to eat, but stop when I'm full. It's, I guess you could call it intuitive eating. It's, it's, it's being tuned into what my body wants. And you know, that's what journaling does. So if me, who broke up with my boyfriend in my early 20s, had a pen and paper, and I knew the techniques of how to get in through my head and drop down into my body, into my heart space, where the heartbreak lived, or into my solar plexus, where my gut feelings were saying, he's a liar, he's a cheater, it's not you. Or even into my crown chakra, which is your very top chakra on the top of your head, that connects you into source. And I believe that when you journal in the way that I teach, eventually you break through the noise and you open up that channel to other realms, to places that can give you different perspective, that can offer you words of wisdom. Some people would call that your higher self, your wise owl, your inner knowing, your intuition. And to be connected back to your intuition is what helps you feel safe, is what grounds your energy. And if you do that with somebody that you've created a trusting, kind, gentle rapport with, then the possibilities for healing are huge. But all the time that we stay stuck in this space of searching for that one thing, it's like Disney teaches us to find that one person. There's only one person for everyone. The one. There's that song, isn't it, called The One. I love that song. It's, it's by a band called Codaline and it says something like, um, you make my heart feel like the summer when the rain is pouring down. It basically says, that's how I know you're the one because you make everything right again. Absolutely not. You and me, we're the only ones that can make everything right again. And that sort of codependency or that neediness of another is, is where we give our power away. So we're all searching for the one person. We're all searching for the dream job or our life's purpose. We're all searching for the thing that's going to give us what? What is it that we're really searching for? We're searching for ourselves. We're searching for that belonging, that being at ease, 
that feeling grounded and calm and centered in that body but you know what i think a lot of people would describe that as certainty and life isn't certain relationships break up things change seasons change time moves on nothing is forever so to live our lives through this lens of it's eternal and it's we've we've met the one and this is the dream job if we are constantly growing and evolving as a person which you do when you journal you do when you heal you do when you get into self-development and you're driven by curiosity and learning there is it doesn't stand still it's a progression it's a progression but isn't that what life is about because i think those people who stay stuck or those people that aren't learning and growing they must be dead inside that sounds really brutal doesn't it but they must be dead inside because how can you walk through this world and not see things and not be curious about them and not want to learn more they evoke strong feelings in you they speak to your heart they speak to your soul you're gonna have to be pretty emotionally cut off not to be able to experience the world in that way but i do feel like that is probably the experience of the highly sensitive person the empath the wild heart because we have really rich inner worlds and we're very in tune with our environment so maybe that is an us thing maybe that is not a neurotypical or an everybody thing of course it isn't because we all experience the world in different ways how do you experience the world points to journal on today am i looking for a magic wand am i looking for that one special moment event person place job that magic wand that's going to make everything okay there's a sense of wanting to be rescued in that which is which is the calling card of the codependent I need you to rescue me from myself. The knight in shining armour, the prince who's going to turn up with your other shoe and say, come on darling, it's going to be all right, marry me. I don't work like that, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. I, in fact, I say nothing is forever and then I'm going to completely contradict myself and say life is eternal because I don't believe that we ever die I actually believe that our spirit is eternal and it goes on to live another life it goes back into the pool of consciousness and we go on and live another life so there you go the only thing that's constant and eternal in this world is you so isn't it time that you started investing in you instead of running around all over town looking for the one looking for the magic wand if you are interested in journaling which is the magic wand i have a flash sale on this weekend it's just for this weekend it's gone out in my newsletter so if you're not on my newsletter list i would get on it because <laughs> that's often when i send out things that don't go out to the rest of the world although i felt inspired to talk on here today or this morning while I'm out walking Mo. 
message me and I'll give you the code to get 70% off my 30-day journaling experience, which is called You Got The Love. It will activate self-love inside of you. It will change your perspective about how you feel about yourself. It will help you be more gentle, kinder, empathetic. It will nourish you. It might wake up parts of you that have been asleep or frozen. It will enrich and change your life. That is what the people who have completed the course have said. There are many, many testimonials on the sales page that you can read about people's different experiences. And there are also a couple of case studies written by Wild Heart Emma, who claimed not to have a creative bone in her body and went on to open up another part of herself that was creative. She actually went on to do a creative writing course and still continues to use creativity in her life today. She comes to my journaling workshops. And the other testimonial is from Wild Heart Nicola, who at the time was going for a job and was sort of stepping out into a different career path or she was actually going back to one that she'd done before but had been out of to have a baby and she used the 30-day journaling to boost her confidence and rem remember who she really was before she had a baby before she became a mother I think we lose ourselves in roles don't we we lose ourselves in the role of daughter mother sister friend we forget who we are then there was Wild Heart Jane who had a fear of getting old and she found joy in life again and felt hopeful about the future. And this is all from 10 minutes of journaling every day for 30 days. It's magic. That is the magic wand. It's your pen. It's your pen and your journal and it's a process. And life is a process and that is so cheesy, isn't it? Life is a process. Life is about just putting one step in one foot in front of the other, like you put your pen on the page. You put your pen on the page, don't you? And you just trust that what comes out is meant for you. That's how we journal in You've Got the Love in the 30 Day Journal Experience. That's like life. It's amazing that a lot of us listening to this podcast have been through harsh, traumatic and abusive childhoods and yet we still put one foot in front of the other every day and we still trust that everything's going to be okay. Trust is a big one isn't it? But There's an element of letting go in trust and letting things unfold. I've certainly noticed as I've healed or walked this healing path that I have let go of people i've let go of limiting beliefs that don't serve me i've let go of lies that i've been told about myself and i've let go of control i've let go of trying to control other people's feelings other people's stuff i've let go of trying to fix other people i've let go of trying to work it all out for people i've even let go of of 
trying to work it out for myself. I've learned how to sit in a space of not knowing and trusting that everything's going to be okay. And that is kind of what happens when you bring yourself to the blank page in your journal. It's an unknown space. And that's why on the course we have audio prompts, which is me talking to you like I do on here. And then I pull an oracle card and the oracle card has colors and imagery and symbolism and words which are the language of your intuition. And it speaks to a part of you that probably has untapped energy or that wants to be seen and known or that needs to be validated. To be, to be seen and known and heard is to be loved. And that's why it's called You Got The Love. So I invite you to make the most of the 70% off because I very much doubt I'll be doing it again. But I wanna push this out into the world and for as many people as possible to experience the magic of journaling. It literally is. It is like that unknown energy, that spirit, that life force, whatever you want to call it, comes in through your body, takes you out of your head, you get into your body and you can express yourself. What's inside of you must come out of you. Otherwise, what's inside of you will destroy you. You don't want to be carrying it around. It is heavy. I'm not saying that it will destroy you. That is a quote from the Bible, by the way. And I, I'm not religious in any form. But I do love that quote because I think it doesn't necessarily destroy you. But it's like it leaks out into your life. And it makes life feel heavy and difficult. Like wading through peanut butter. And if any of you read the tarot, it reminds me of the Ten of Wands card in the tarot where they're carrying all the, the ten of wands on their back and walking up a big hill. And it's like, put that all down and pick up a pen and see how that changes your life. So I will put links in the show notes to You've Got the Love and anything else that I've mentioned on today's episode. And if you want the code, which is only valid until Sunday night. So I'm running this flash sale for three days Friday, Saturday and Sunday to kickstart your new year to put you in a different energetic space. Now, if you've already got You've Got The Love or you've already done it and you want to up level your journaling, there is a package called Journal Magic, which is one to one WhatsApp voice notes and text messaging with me, sharing excerpts from your journal, getting my insights, going deeper into the process, me asking you more questions, me observing on what you've written and us co-creating magic together. Now that course is currently £499. So if you've already got You Got The Love, then I will discount you £200 off of that one-to-one -one experience and you can work with me for 30 days. You can start whenever you like. You don't have to start on the first of the month. You just start it whenever you're ready. So that is also available to you. So that's all I've got for you today, lovely wild hearts. Today is um, grey. The skies are grey and the trees are bare and the winter is here. And winter is a really, winter is a season that invites us to go within and cocoon and reflect on our lives. It isn't the time of year to be far arsing around with 
diets and exercise routines and I'm going to be this shiny new person and change the world. It's the time to hunker down and sip tea and pick up a pen and write or read a good book or watch a good movie. What did I watch the other day on the TV? Oh, I watched, oh, you'll laugh. I watched a 25th anniversary edition of Midsummer Murders. <laughs> Which was fascinating. Oh, they were just reliving the whole um, series of it and talking about how they wrote it and came up with the ideas of how they killed people. I remember one episode where um, a woman, it was uh, Marty, the actress Marty McCutcheon, who's in Love Actually, the one who goes, fuck it, to the Prime Minister she got killed by a massive roll of cheese. It's <laughs> just like, what the hell? Like a whole shelf of these massive rolls of cheese fell on her in a cellar and she was, that was the end of her. She was out cold. But it also showed the actors being interviewed. Now there's two detective inspectors. There is John Nettles, who used to be Bergerac, who I loved and his wife Joyce and then there's his cousin now who I think is called John Barnaby and his wife Sarah who's a teacher and when the new Barnaby arrived in midsummer I stopped watching <laughs> I stopped watching it because I was like bring back John Nettles it's not the same without him and then um <laughs> and so I've I'm revisiting it because I'm I'm giving this other guy a chance See, see what you got see what you got so yeah I've been watching that I've I've also been writing my murder mystery which um, I'm really enjoying and I'm also working on another writing project which I can't talk about at the moment but it's all just spilling out of me I've been getting up at half past six in the morning and obviously when I'm here walking Mo I have the peace and quiet to be able to do that. Yesterday it poured down with rain all afternoon and I just sat at the laptop with my journal open, listening to the sound of the rain. I would write a bit, journal a bit, pull some cards and then write a bit more of my book. And it was just lovely. Endless cups of tea, bottomless cup of tea, a few leftover mince pies I think might have snuck in there. <laughs> oh, it's having a ball. It was really nice. I do, I do think as a highly sensitive person, it's important to have creative outlets. I think the world is quite an assault on our senses sometimes. And to have something we can just sit and do quietly um, is, is, is soothing and calming, is soothing and calming. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Until then, stay wild, choose love. So much love to you. Bye for now.